WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are and it is awesome. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch. You hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless <laughs> aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker, 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 Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot to back. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. What the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. Right here on wildtalkradio.com brought to you by our friends over at mbg films check them out youtube.com slash mbg 1211 and if you're listening to us over on rockradioshow.com wildtalkradio.com or directly on twitch thank you so much for tuning in we greatly appreciate it if you're on twitch and you happen to have a prime gaming sub available where you can use it here for free for 30 days all you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free it is that simple you can also subscribe the regular way hang out and chat listen to the archive or follow the channel we are happy to have you anyway we can get you. I am your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is my ever faithful producer, slash co host, slash handyman, slash bear lover, Sir Rockin. But is it really a bear? Anyway, we have a new emote. We have a fuzzy bear emote. <laughs> is this the fuzzy wuzzy stuff? Mm hmm. Fuzzy wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy wuzzy had no hair. I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. Fuzzy wuzzy may have been, in fact, a bear, but he may not have been the animal version of a bear. Think you just, do, I, just gonna add that theory to to this whole debate. It's it's, it's, it's an ongoing debate. It's it's it's, it's an ongoing 
going I to mean, be. I mean, Fuzzy can technically be a bear and a person at the same time. Could be. Just going to continue to have that roll on and on and on and on. So you can do the bear in chat if you're a sub, because why not? Anyway, tweet us at Wild Talk Radio. I'm going to show Edlins. Welcome to Wild Talk Radio. Come back Radio Show. Or twitch.tv slash WTR Live. Just going to roll through with it. Hey, chat, if you have Amazon Prime, link it to your Twitch account. It's called Craven. There you go. Gotta change the music. But there you go. Hey, it's Thanks, Ace. It's FN Glitch. Just subscribe to the movement. Hashtag fuckrock. There you go. Um, there's your text to speech. <laughs> Thanks for three months. Um, there you go. Like I was saying, if you have the Amazon Prime link to your Twitch account, it's called Prime Gaming. Support the channel just like it's having that just did by clicking the purple rectangular button below the screen. You can use Curry Code Rockstock or Lindsay Ward in the Fortnite item shop, Epic Store, Chris, hashtag Epic Partner. There's all the FNAT things and stuff because we got news to get into because we're making 2022 news relevant in 2023. Okay, so. We had holidays. We had stuff dropped during the holidays that we just elected to ignore because it was Christmas and New Year's and all the holidays and it could wait. And we thought, you know, we we do all our holiday specials because we get the honor of doing Christmas and New Year's back to back. And so like we're like, we'll do we'll do a nice calm show and then we did the year in review stuff. So it's like by the time we get to this point where it's like, you know, we're gonna have about four weeks worth of news and you know, it should be pretty calm, right? Because it's the holidays. There shouldn't be a lot. You know, WWE's not gonna completely lose their tit and Vince McMahon isn't gonna come back and none of this shit's gonna happen, right? It's all gonna be fine. We're just gonna have a light little news segment and then we're gonna talk about New Year's Evil and then we're gonna do the thing and we'll have a nice short little show and then we'll go play Fortnite and everybody will be happy. Is that what happened? No. No. So legit, not what happened. That is not what happened. So a month ago, I wrote down how our streaming schedule would be for the show, and on the twelfth, it said something. Who knew what the something was going to be? Because we were about to get into it. Presented by MBG Films, YouTube.com/slash/MBG1211. Okay, so that something is WWE. So we do have an update on the company. Vince is officially back. He's back on the board. He's been named the chairman. Um. Wait, he was named the chairman, but why? Well, because Tuesday, during the middle of my stream, I might add, Stephanie McMahon, twitch.tv slash Ward, by the way, um, Stephanie McMahon decided to announce that she was officially resigning from WWE. She is gone, gone. Gone, gone. Not leave of absence gone, like originally believed. She is gone, gone from the company. She's no longer the CEO. She's no longer the chairwoman of the board. She is off the board of directors. She is gone. She has been pushed out as co-CEO of WWE. Um, Vince has taken over the chairmanship of the board. Uh, he has brought his own people onto the board. Nick Khan has retained the CEO spot of WWE. This is all in reference to the sale of the company. Um, Hunter is still in place as the head of content and as the head of creative, though chief. that could change at any point. He is the chief content officer. Um, whatever the hell that is. Made up, and... the, made up job to be a you know high end stockholder place guy thing. Anyway, made up title because reasons, but he's still there. He's um, still there for yeah. now. And there have been rumors flying about a sale. I would recommend everybody that you fact check. Before you believe what's put out on Twitter, even though people were saying it wasn't confirmed. Nothing was ever confirmed, but confirmed, but not confirmed. All right, let's take a step back, okay? Uh-huh. Here's the statement. Dear WWE Universe, about eight months ago, I took a leave of absence and within a few weeks, unexpectedly had the opportunity of a lifetime. I had the privilege to return as co-CEO and chairwoman of the board of WWE. I cannot put into words how proud I am to have led in what I consider to be the greatest company in the world. 
working alongside a remarkable leadership team and one of the strong executives I've known in my in, in my C, my co-CEO, Nikon. Our found, founder, not my father, our founder, Vince McMahon, has returned as the executive chair and is leading an exciting process regarding strategic alternatives. And with Nick Khan's leadership and Paul Triple H Levex as chief content officer, I am confident WWE is in the perfect place to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders. WWE is in a strong position that I've decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my official resignation. I look forward to cheering on WWE from the other side of the business, where I started when I was a little kid as a pure fan. I will always remain dedicated to WWE. I truly love our company, our employees, our superstars, and our fans. I am grateful to all of our partners. Thank you for everything. Then, now, forever, together, Steph. This makes me incredibly sad that Steph is gone from WWE for a lot of reasons. Um, she left originally, and but it was like none of us expected the changes that were coming. And then when Vince was forced to step down, she stepped in, and she she and Nick Khan together have led the company kind of through the storm that they may or may not have created. We don't know, but for now, they're innocent of anything. But she led, uh, she helped to lead the storm, the company through the storm. And at least for me personally, I know we were not even a year in. I don't even think we were at the six month mark with her as being the co CEO of WWE. But it really felt like when she became CEO of the company with Nick Khan that they took a step in the right direction for the company as a whole. That you begin, you began to see what the future of WWE was going to look like because it has long been speculated of really what would happen when Vince was no longer there and what WWE would look like and how it would change and, and how it would really develop after he was gone, right? Because that's always a huge moment in a company's history when the founder is no longer in place, whether either they step down or they retire or they're pushed out or they die or whatever. But when the when the founder and the original vision is gone, how that vision changes to adapt to the next generation. And we were starting to see that take shape with her um, in a leadership position. And then on top of that, you had Hunter take over creative and Hunter has been leading creative and he has been rebuilding the roster and he has done a wonderful, wonderful job of putting that company back on track in terms of it being entertaining and in terms of it being fun. In terms of it really being watchable. And so to have this come out on Tuesday with Vince coming in and pushing his way back in the board, which is his right. He's the owner of the company. He holds the majority voting share. He can do whatever he wants. Um, but to get this news that she was p- more than likely pushed out. She was 100% pushed out. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You look at everything and how it transpired. She tweeted that she was looking forward to head to the London, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, in July. And she was looking forward to representing the company. It was not even a week ago. It was not even a week ago that they put out a statement that nothing was going to change. And then by Tuesday, from Thursday night, Friday to Tuesday, that all changed. You're telling me, you know, she wasn't pushed out at that point? Like, come on. That just, it just smells of it. Yeah, it's speculation that she got pushed out. Like, I would hope that he he didn't push her out because I'm kind of with the man. So that's a dick move. I know it's business and business is business, but that's a dick move to push your own daughter out um, of the position that frankly she earned. I don't want to say it was hers by right, but she earned that position every, every bit of it. She, she left in June, I think whenever it was May, June of last year. It was right after mania. Wasn't it? No, it was like, I think it was May, May, June. It was in that time frame. So May, June, late May, early June. And she knew what was about to happen and wanted nothing to, she didn't want to associate herself with any of the Vince McMahon drama that was about to happen, which is why she left. 
That, she may, No one will ever say that, but that's... Look at the writing and the timing, because she was on the board. She knew what they were investigating, and it's like, she doesn't want to be associated with it. Because who does? Who wants to know about their father like that? Any parent. Why would you... Why If you're they're, the, the son or daughter, why would you want to know that about your parent? You don't. You don't want to... It's their business. You should have no part in it. But she knew. She found out about it, and she was leaving the company just to disassociate herself with it. So she came back, she put family first. That was key. Family first in, in the entire corporate structure. You heard all the stories about extra vacations and all this family first stuff. And now, six, seven months later, she's out because Vince McMahon wants to sell it. She got pushed out. It's, it's a, you would have to think she's heartbroken. Because what was the role she always played? She was daddy's girl. She always was, on and off screen. And this is the end result. She backed him her entire life. Yeah, she was always kind of, especially when the issues with Shane and and Vince sort of basically erupted publicly. It was always Steph was looked at as the favorite child, as the golden child, as the one that was going to take over. There's never even really a question, especially after Shane left WWE entirely, that at some point Steph would take over in Vince's place. Yeah. In some capacity, whether he chose to retire, whether he passed away, it was always, I think, expected that the succession plan would be that Stephanie McMahon would take the helm of WWE. And that's exactly what happened. Um, but yeah, she, you knew shit was going to go down when he announced that he was going to come back. And you know, the holidays were super awkward. Oh, God. If they even got together, I wonder if they even did. I don't think they did. I don't know. I don't want to even, like, go there with it. But, like, you know it was awkward as shit. And for her to essentially be forced out, now, that's, it's just a shame. It really is just a shame. It's, it's showing that, it's basically Vince showing his ass. And I don't want to put the blame entirely on Vince, because it's not fair, because we don't know if Vince is the one directly behind it. But this whole, this whole move is Vince showing his ass. Because basically, it he feels he was wronged, that he got the wrong advice, and he is valid in feeling that. And he, he feels that, well, I shouldn't have stepped down, I should have ridden out the storm, and everything would have been fine. That's mm. not, I feel like, what would be what would have been fine. No. Because it's like, more accusations would have come, it would have brought more problems for WWE. Like, Vince stepping down and walking away from the business was absolutely the right move for a lot of reasons that we've already talked about. But Vince feels that he... Yeah, he exactly, Matt. He sounds like an angry old man. He sounds like a bitter old man. He looks like a bitter old man. That it's like, I got forced out of my own company. That's bullshit. I'm going to come back, and if I can't have it, nobody's going to have it. And he's going to sell it. As basically, it feels like, honestly, just payback of, I'm going to force Steph out. I'm going to force Hunter out. I'm going to force everybody who wronged me out, and I'm going to sell it. And then nobody in my family can have it because that's the whole thing is it's like people are like well hunter and steph are opposed to the sale of course they are because in all likelihood if vince passes away before the sale occurs his voting stock i would assume gets split amongst the family i don't know that for sure i don't know what's in his will but i would assume that hunter and steph and shane and his family would get control of the company essentially and it would go between all of them mm -hmm. and i think they were honestly banking on that happening and now that vince is like hey i'm gonna sell the company company 
they're like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on a second, because now it's they're not going to get that control, and they're not going to have anyone because he pushed them out. But so it was always family first, family business. That's the way it's always going to be. Everyone thought, okay, it's going to go to Hunter and Steph and Shane, and when when he decides to walk away, and that's where it went. And then the grandchildren would be taken care of, the great grandchildren would be taken care of, etc. And now no, they're 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 in the will. No, but but the, but the business would stay. You know what I mean? Say the business would stay. In no, succession. I'm answering the man in the chat. Sorry. Okay. No. No, he would, they would, um, that would be the succession plan. Um, so there's that. Like, he, he's been very explicit in the fact that he wants his family taken care of. That's why he's done a lot of the things that he's done, is he wants to make enough money to basically ensure that his family never has to worry again. Because Vince, Vince is a product of growing up from poverty, where he had to pull himself up by his bootstraps and make himself. And so he is an incredibly driven person. And you have to respect where he was and where he's he is now, even though he's he is an asshole. Um, so like part of his whole thing, and he's I believe he's publicly stated this, is he wants to ensure that his family is provided for, that they will never have to worry again, or at least they're not gonna have to worry again for, you know, quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of the reason why he's he's selling is to get the money because he will make a handsome little profit. Yeah, it's money and power he's seeking right now. That's that's the Vince McMahon move. He doesn't care about anything else. It's, yeah, it's ego. It's he doesn't care about his reputation. And he doesn't care about his legacy. It's I'm going out with power, ultimate power, and money on the day I die. That's what he wants because his ego. He he always thought he was bulletproof, right? And we've learned. Vince McMahon is not, in fact, bulletproof. Nope. He learned it the hard way. And he just had six months of a reality check that he did not like. And because of that, he's become a vengeful son of a bitch. Well, he's always been a vengeful son of a bitch, but But, yeah, it just brought it out of him. Yeah. So, that's what we're seeing. So, to go over some things that happened on the internet. Yes, it's been speculated that WWE had a deal with Saudi Arabia to sell the company. That has been debunked for now where there are talks, but there's nothing in set in stone. Nothing has been confirmed. All tweets have been deleted. <laughs> and people with reputations for said tweets are taking it. In hit. shambles. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, here, here's the thing, guys, about this whole situation. If it does not say confirmed under it, if it is spe- purely speculation, do not believe it. Do not believe anything <laughs> anybody tells you regarding the situation unless they can 100% confirm it. But here, um, but here's the thing. People were confirming it. There were words confirmed in stories. But in it was tweets. a mixed bag because there were people who were and there were people who weren't. And the main people that you should believe were not confirming it. <laughs> but, okay, that's kind of the thing. There are people you be- believe confirming what we're saying. They trusted what they those other people heard but could not confirm it themselves. That's where all the lines sort of got blown. But we go back to Brian Alvarez tweeting something about a monster story about the break and the internet started to go crazy. The Twitter sphere went, ooh, someone's talking about something in the back channels, dark Twitter's up to something. It was like the night Twitter was dead. That's kind of how that went. Then everything calmed down the next morning. Eric Hawani tweeted, hold, 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 wait, 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 not not a thing. WWE is talking to others. The Saudi Arabia, the, those, whatever the public fund, interest group, whatever, investment firm, have interest? Yes. That is always going to be a thing. They're always tied to WWE in some fashion. Have they had talks with Disney? Yep. Are they talking with NBC? Yep. They're talking with Amazon. Talking with everyone. Everyone's going to have a a stake in it. Even the cons, your clickbait cons, have been, you know, one a piece of the action. 
They're never going. They're not going to get WWE. Just I mean, crazier shit has happened. Crazier, at this point. Uh, unless the cons can outcon the Saudis, you're never going. It's never going to go there. You, they wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, there's, that there's, would, there be, would be that would be an SCC violation. Yeah, there's all kinds of legal shit in place where they can't leak the information. Um, at least from a corporate, like anybody on the board now, somebody in the company, like overheard it and decided to leak it that's something that's a little bit different but if it came from vince or any one on the board then that's a that's an sec violation for sure um people start speculating and putting one and two and three together because of um the stuffy stuff man being resigning that's how it all you know started to trickle so that's where all the debunking happened so where we're at so we'll see where this goes until WWE makes any confirmed statements about the sale and what they're doing and where they're going. Do not believe it um, because the official confirmation will come from the company, whoever is going to buy it. Um, I would expect that it's going to happen relatively quickly because the financiers are already in place. I'm sure I'm sure that Vince has been working on this for quite some time. So he knows who the players are. He knows who he wants to talk to. He knows who he wants to accept the offer from, more than likely. Um, and so it's just they could be doing courtesy offers right now, and he could have already sold it to somebody else, but it's for the sake of, you know, business. It's like, give me your best shot. You want it. Let me hear it. Because there is, you know, honestly, I wouldn't be against somebody like Disney or NBC Universal buying it because it does solve quite a few problems for wwe especially concerning like they could create an entire and this is stupid but they could create a wwe land and you could put things like your hall of fame in a disney park or in a universal park and you could have all the memorabilia there and you could you could do a lot of things that could help drive drive wwe yeah there's a lot of things you can do disney's not on the verge of bankruptcy no who said that matt um no, no disney the- disney is down like because dis part of like the disney park attendance is down and yeah espn is bleeding money but that they are far from bankruptcy they're they're not they're, they're far from it they have enough assets to maintain and honestly if disney got hold of wwe it would be something where they could license the content and sell the content and that would be a way to generate generate money like that's the whole thing is people people don't necessarily want wwe for the fact for the wrestling product they want it for the content they want they want it for the library they want it for the fact that wwe literally has 40 years worth of content that people can throw up on a channel like Disney Plus or Netflix or Hulu or whatever, and you can sell it. Why pay three billion for rights when you can pay, spend eight to ten for the whole thing? Yeah, and plus you can generate your own content after that, so you can keep it going. So that way, once you've gone through, you know, forty years of content, you could have forty more years of it. Plus, you get the licensing for, like, WrestleMania and SummerSlam and all all the properties that WWE carries. You get the superstars with it. Like, think about this. Going to a fucking Disney park and there's Becky Lynch. I mean, that wouldn't happen. But you get my point. Like, they could create, like, if, say, Universal buys it. They could, like I said, create an entire portion of Universal Studios theme park around WWE. 
you could actually have a WWE land where you could physically go and you could see people dressed up as like the Ultimate Warrior and the Undertaker and all these things because WWE owns the likenesses of the superstars. They own the names. They own the likenesses. They own all of it. So literally, you can have impersonators dress up as the characters. The characters could live forever, essentially, or as long as Universal's in business because WWE owns the rights. They could then also create merchandising. Hey, merchandising based on WWE and sell it in the park, sell it online, along with selling the content. Yep. It also helps, you know, and Glitch brings up a good point. A company like Disney or Universal would profit immensely because then they can do WWE Studios and help wrestlers transition to actors. Exactly. That's exactly it. You you basically get WWE in the door of Hollywood and you can merge all of that where you have, because you have sort of crossovers with Dwayne Johnson bringing people in with his shows and his movies and that kind of thing. You have John Cena out there, but it's like now you can have, now you can have more and you can integrate WWE more into the inter entertainment landscape which is a dirty word in wrestling like nobody likes the fact that there's sports entertainment but that's what wwe has been trying to do is integrate itself more into the entertainment aspect and less into the sports because on a sports level it's a predetermined sport right it's not in theory like ufc which i still believe is predetermined or football or baseball or nba or any of the other sports right wrestling is predetermined so it's like it's more of an entertainment than an actual sport do mm-hmm. people still get hurt do, do people still bust their ass yes absolutely but it's more entertainment than a sport in the classification of media what they're actually doing is a sport i will 100 percent acknowledge that but um let's keep going <laughs> i say we have a daddy command what um so yeah, so it's like that's that's what Vince is looking at. That's what WWE is looking at. That's what Nick Khan is looking at is basically making all of that happen. So for like for the cons to swing in because basically the cons are going to have to buy it with somebody else. They're not going to I feel like entertain that offer as much, but I feel like Vince knows who he wants to sell it to. Yes. Whether he does. it's and it could be the Saudis. He could. Cuz ultimately it's whoever has the most fucking money is going to win legit vince is going for money it's whoever's going to let vince stay and it's whoever's willing to pay the most money that's it that's who's going to win and vince know vince knows who those people are because also with universal nbc universal and to an extent disney because disney owns um i believe abc Mm -hmm. um they do that solves a tv rights problem as well it does because if you get bought by either nbc or abc or even cbs your tv can then the wwe product can then be aired on those channels or a subsidiary of those channels whatever they own yeah very similar to how when discovery bought warner that's kind of what has happened um for aw even they get to stay on turner because reasons um well them selling to the saudis would gain a lot of negative press it's not the, would, it's not the best thing to, for them to do. That would be a long sale because that would have to go through I think quite a lot of government checks because it's going international because the intent is to sell it and take it private. Whoever buys it that would probably be the intent is to sell it, take it private so then they can do whatever the hell they want with it. Um and so and because if you remove the stockholder situation then it's not is difficult um but i feel like it's going to stay domestic it's going to go to probably disney or nbc or it it, it could go to netflix or amazon because they both amazon's now on the live streaming netflix wants to get into it what better way i don't think netflix has the money to buy it when you have other major players i could see amazon buying it um for sure 
And Amazon is one of those that they would buy it and then they would just leave it the fuck alone. They would just let it do whatever it's going to do because Bezos isn't necessarily interested in running a wrestling company. No. He's off doing whatever the fuck he wants. He's building, so he's building his dick rockets. So it's literally he would buy it and it would be more like an investment firm at that point. Yeah. Where they, they purchase it from Vince, they invest the money into it, and then they let Nick Conn or whoever's going to run WWE go with it. Just like the Saudis will. They're not, Saudis aren't going to run it. They're going to pour the money in and let WWE's company run run it and go from there. Because the thing with WWE is it's an incredibly attractive property for a lot of reasons, but the biggest one is that it's a profitable property. They are running in the black. They're running in the black very, very well right now. So you don't have to worry about, you know, like other people who bought Twitter at a loss and being loaded up with debt and trying to alleviate the debt. You don't have that with WWE. They're already profitable. They're making money hand over fist. It's a safe bet. It's a safe investment, especially with how it's being run right now. You don't have to worry. So it's an incredibly attractive property for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. But I feel like there is i feel like he knows it's just the question of can they work it out oh yeah um they could force vince out they could like, here's here's the thing like i want to move on from this but also i don't want to move on from this so vince holds 51 percent voter stock right now nobody can remove him from power once that's gone it all depends on what the deal is with vince because they can retain him for a certain amount of time where they can't necessarily force him out because vince is not going to agree to any deal where he can be forced out again. He's going to make sure, no matter what, that he's good. Now, they can do a retention contract with him where he has, he can stay or he is going to stay for one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, however long he wants to stay. They can work that out. But they can also define his role for him. Where they can say, okay, you can stay on and you can be chairman of the board and you can do these things. But in terms of creative, we want these people to run it. Because once Vince... Once Vince loses the voting stock, he doesn't make those decisions anymore. So this is a situation where once it's gone, someone like Steph could come back if Nick Khan leaves and run WWE again. Hunter could stay in place or Hunter could be removed once the new owners take over, provided he's still there and he doesn't get fired. Because who knows at this point? Who the fuck knows at this point? Uh, but even if that's the case, say say Fox buys it and they were happy with Steph and Hunter and they want to bring Steph and Hunter back, they could do that. And they could tell Vince, basically, you got to fucking deal with it because this is what we want. So could they hire Vince McMahon as an ambassador role for the company? Yes. Will he ever get his power, full power back? No. That's that's not how it's going to be. Because Vince as an I, ambassador would be such a mistake. <laughs> But it's a way to keep him on. It's it's the oh yeah. It's a it's the glorified role of just hey, I'm he still when you go to okay so separated from internet fan and then there's the consumer and then there's the you know stock fan the stockholders and stuff like that and when you go into board meetings and stuff oh there's Vince McMahon still attached Vince McMahon's name to the the other company still holds some value clearly on the, on on the stock market held some value too um so having him still attached would be a benefit to the company in a small role, not with any, you know, assumed power. But he's at least there to represent the company as long as he's around. Is yeah. it a good or bad thing? That's up to you to decide. But that would be a way to do it. Because look at Dana White. He made bank on the UFC sale and is still a promoter. Yeah. So they could they could do that. We'll we'll see what happens. I think though, I think once the sale happens, Vince will more or less be neutralized. He's going to get whatever power they give him and that's going to be it. And we'll see what happens. I mean, in the meantime, if they're smart, 
and when I say they, I mean Nikon and Vince, they just leave the company alone. They don't fire anybody. They don't remove any more people from power. They don't mess with the structure that is currently in place. They just sell it, and that's it. Even though Vince wants to get his hands back and create it, because we all know why he's coming back. Royal Rumble's coming. WrestleMania is coming, and honestly, I don't see WWE selling before WrestleMania. Oh no, there, this sale would not happen to because realistically, once people put in their bids, and then WWE will go, okay, here's all the bids. We're gonna look at them. Go, okay, we want to go with this one. So then that company has to do its due diligence. And for a company that's been around for forty years, it's gonna take a while to look under the hood and go, hey. What is all this stuff? And then it has to go through government approvals. Then then you got to go through SEC approvals and all this stuff to go, to clear it. Then you're going to have to, if your plan is to go private, you're going to have to buy back all the stock. So this takes weeks and months of, of, stuff, of time to develop. This could take years. Yeah, it's going to take a while. So people then worry, well, once the Saudi, if they say if the Saudis bought it, well, what happens to the WWE TV? It's still going to be on television until through 2024 on NBC, Universal, and Fox. Because that's when their deals are up. They're at the same time, they're negotiating deals. So you're going to try to sell it either to the person who wants to extend your deal, or you sell it and then you make your TV deals. Pretty much, yeah. It's good. It's, we're going to be in this story for a while. It's not one that's going to go away and like... Boom, done. It's like everyone's tweeting, oh, it's going to be done in two weeks. It's like, there's no deal. Unless the Saudis write a $40 billion check to buy all the stock and go private in two weeks, there is no way this was going to be done anytime soon. No, no, no. But that's the WWE stuff as it happens and all the speculation to go with it. Let's run through the rest of the news really, really quickly because I want to get to New Year's Evil. Before we do that, before we get into all the news presented by MBG Films, YouTube.com slash MBG1211, I'd like to remind everyone that Royal Rumble season is upon us, which means it's our time for our Royal Rumble Entry Contest. If you'd like to enter, just say the phrase I'm in in chat, or in any of the posts that'll be on social media in the next two weeks. So, make sure to enter. What you win, that's to be determined, but it's all about bragging rights. Who will win the Royal Rumble Entry Contest? All you gotta do, say I'm in, and you're entered. I'm in! See? Just that simple. She's entered. You will be too. The Royal Rumble entry contest starts now. I get number thirty, right? No, it, it's randomly drawn. But but number thirty. You you don't get number thirty. But I want number thirty. You not available just yet. It, you, but but how do I get it? You got luck. It's all about luck. Oh, I don't have good luck. Well, you ever see uh, me rolling kitchen? You know that. There you go. So that's how it's gonna be done. Royal Rumble entry contest starts now. Back to the news, because there's more of it. All right, so we are just going to run through this really, really quickly, uh, because we're 40 minutes in. Uh, the Undertaker's one, man, one Dead Man show will be coming to Montreal during the Elimination Chamber weekend, so check out, uh, or check that out, I should say, if you want to. I think tickets are already on sale. They are. Dragon Lee has signed with WWE. Like, that was a big story, so he, they won, he won uh, the AAA Tag Team titles, then gave them up and said, hey... I'm headed to WWE NXT. Ding. Um, that hap that happened buried. like the, that happened like the day after Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it did. I got buried. <laughs> uh, it really did. Congrats to him, though. Congrats. Yes, congratulations to him. Well, well, well deserved. Uh, Money in the Bank has been announced for uh, London on July 1st, so that's exciting. That will be this year, so congratulations, London. Like, you know, obviously we saw the success at Clash at the Castle, and we all knew they were going to go back and take a pay-per-view back, so they're going to take Money in the Bank this time, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool event. That, again, this was the event that said, hey, I'm looking forward to being there. Wait, well, um, she's good as the fan, but not as an executive anymore, but yeah. 
Money in the Bank, July 1st, London. Cool. Very cool. WWE on A&E returns this winter beginning Sunday, February 19th with the season three premiere of Biography. WWE Legends at 8 p.m. Eastern following the season two premiere of WWE Rivals at 10 p.m. Eastern. Airing back to back each Sunday, the series continues to explore the lives and careers of some of WWE's most iconic superstars through unprecedented access interviews and footage. The season premiere will explore the infamous group, the NWO, with other legends featured this season, including Jake the Snake Roberts, China, Dusty Rhodes, Kane, and the Iron Sheik. Following biography WWE Legends, Season 2 of WWE Rivals returns with actor and former WWE writer Freddie Prince Jr. leading a roundtable discussion of WWE Luminaries luminaries to delve into the storylines and dynamic, I'm trying to read it too fast, uh, dynamic characters behind the epic battles that built the WWE. Each one-hour episode features archival footage from WWE's library, as well as interviews with the legends involved and the superstars that watch these rivalries unfold. The season begins with examining Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, and will explore the other rivalries, including Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart, Undertaker and Mankind, The Rock and John Cena, Triple H and Batista, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, and Stone Cold Austin and Shawn Michaels. Those are some. <laughs> those are some interesting um... choices. Choices. I like that we're going to see Brock and Roman and Austin and Michaels. They're they're going Rock and Cena. Probably not as interesting. Taker Mankind is going to be good. Dusty Rhodes is key, um, because Cody's going to have a big um role in that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's that. So it should be a fun, fun little series. So it should be a fun little series. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to Rich Ricochet and Samantha Urban. They have announced that they are officially engaged. So good for them. Indeed. They announced that a couple of days ago. So that's actually 2023 news. Hey, I think we're actually getting into the 2023 <laughs> well, news. I think we are. <laughs> about time. It, it's about damn time. Right? Uh, well, we let off with it. Now we're, now we're back into it. Um, NXT Level Up announcer Suda Shaw has officially departed WWE. So um, farewell. So long to him. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in the Bella Twins, uh, you can watch. <laughs> and who is Bella it? <laughs> says, I do, premiering January 26th at 9 slash 8 Central on E. It's a four-part series of Nikki Bella saying, I do, because she's waited how many years to go tie the knot to John Cena? Oh. Oh, wait. It's not, this is not John Cena. 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 It's Artem. So, yay. So, congratulations to the happy couple. So, check that out January 26th for the four-part series, if you're interested. If you're interested in the Belt Twins, and, well, you know, who isn't at this stage? She's also on Barmageddon, in case you're curious. Um, Moving on to AEW. AEW's Bill Morrissey, the man formerly known as Big Cass, and Lexi Nair announced their engagement on Christmas Day. So, congratulations to them. Back to 2022. And then, um, Tully Blanchard is no longer with AEWROH. I believe he is done done. He is done, and apparently it's very complicated for him to leave. He's been done since July, and there was a lot of turmoil, I guess. I don't think it ended well. Mm -mm. Because he was there, and then all of a sudden he was like, oh, no, gone, done. No longer. Yeah, he's like, peace out, bye. Um, moving on to the other news, Mercedes Vernado, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, has officially debuted with New Japan Stardom as Mercedes Monet, and she looked badass. So congratulations to her. She has she sent a nice farewell message to WWE, thanking everybody, but she is done with the company and is not expected to be back anytime soon. No, she Nor is she expected <laughs> to be in AEW. She, is, she did not. Despite them winking and saying boss and winks a week ago, she did not appear for AEW last night. She is um, 
still working with New Japan and Stardom, and she'll be wrestling in California in the middle of February for the New Japan event in the United States, taking on former foe in WWE, Kyrie. All right. So that that should be a fun match. It'll be her first match since May of last year. Yeah. So it'll be it will be an interesting thing to see for be- sure. Before we continue on, that would have been the biggest story of the week. <laughs> her debut, because that one. Okay. So we're gonna give you backstory. We were tr- we were holding this story for a while. We were like there were the rumors she was headed to Japan and stuff. We were like we could talk about it, but we're like no. No, we're just, we're going to wait. We're going to wait just a little bit. And here we are. Yeah, and here we are. So, yay. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Um, Let's see. Former ROH World Champion Jonathan Gresham has signed with Impact Wrestling. So congratulations to him. Um, Access TV announced that it will continue its successful partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling, acquiring 45 all-new episodes of the promotion's popular weekly series, kicking off with five weeks of New Japan's premier Wrestle Kingdom 17 coverages. That will be starting Thursday, January 12th, which is today. Right now. Right now at 10 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> right now, which will feature the debut of Mercedes Monet in one of the first few weeks of the content. So Not tonight. Not I, I don't Maybe think it's tonight. tonight. It may have been know. tonight. I don't know. Check your local listings. I don't know. But I, um, I would think they would hold off on because there's more matches and stuff that they want to get through first. But yeah, Access TV is re-upped with New Japan. And last but certainly not least, oh shit, we have those two. Um, <laughs> we got more. There's more. There's a hundred percent more. There's wait. There is more. Um, former Impact World Champion Rich Swan revealed that he signed a new two-year deal with Impact Wrestling. So congratulations to him. And with that, the blame Prince. <laughs> Bones breaking, backs cracking, shoulders snapping. It's this week's injury roundup. I was like, "Oh yay, we're done with the news. I can go get more water." No, 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 we're no, not. No, 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 we're no, not no, done. No, no, no. It's, um, it's blame Brent time. All right, so AJ Styles has suffered a broken ankle. Hashtag blame Brent. Uh, he is expected to miss about six to eight weeks. He should be good to go though for WrestleMania. Hopefully, be good to go. Yeah. And then uh, Johnny Gargano has an injured shoulder. Hashtag blame Brent. So he sprained his AC joint a couple a week or so ago by being just Irish whipped into the steel steps. So trainers and doctors have put him on the sideline for about six weeks. As it heals and recovers, he's going to be doing therapy. He is hoping to be back as soon as possible. And is hoping that five to six weeks is just a long range and that he can get back sooner. I think he would be hoping to make it to the rumble but we're gonna we're gonna see we'll see we'll see if he can do it but with that we're gonna take our first and only break of the evening and when we come back we are going to be talking all about nxt new year's evil so you're listening to the rack right here on multiradio.com and we will be right back This just into the CB Radio News Desk. CB Radio is moving. Sources tell us that CB Radio is moving to a brand new start time. Wait a minute, sources tell you what? Sources tell us that CB Radio is moving to a new start time of 11.30pm Eastern. Are these the same sources that said that Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't a bear? Confirmed. I don't know if we can trust it. 
Trust the sources, CB Radio is now going to be live every Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. on the Pacific. But what about midnightish? Still midnightish Atlantic time. That's a relief. We are still your only excuse to be home on a Saturday night, just earlier. Are you following us on twitch.tv slash WTR live? Do you have Amazon Prime? If so, you can link it to your Twitch account and subscribe to our Twitch channel for free with Twitch Prime. It's the easiest way to help support us for free. Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends, the Raw Post Show goes live. You want to hear a story? Get the hell yeah! Join Lindsay and Sir Rockin as they give their opinions on what they liked, what? what they didn't like, what? and what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show. What? Monday nights. What? 11 p.m. Eastern. What? Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. And that's the bottom line. Go, 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 Like what you hear? Subscribe to The Rack on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Rack Radio Show. And while you're there, leave us a review and tell us your thoughts on your favorite show on a Thursday night. Did you know you can use Creator Code Rock? And sock in the Fortnite item shop? That's R O C K N S O C K in the Fortnite item shop. Hashtag ad because we are a hashtag epic partner. You think you know me? Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar, a.k.a. Dwight Hendrickson from Haven, and you are listening to The Rack. Radio.com, brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at youtube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime gaming sub available, but you can use it here for free for 30 days, all you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. Um, you can also, you know, subscribe the regular way, follow the channel, hang out, chat, or listen to the archive. We are happy to have you anyway. You get we can get you. What do you mean that there's lies on the internet, Matt? There are not lies on the internet. Everything is true on the internet. Didn't you know that? And we're gonna go to the most factual place of all. Let's do tweet of the week. Well, I used to 
used to be the kind of person spending time on my space until the spammers ended up taking over my place, and I was so bitter until I found Twitter. Oh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling. A hundred forty characters or less is what you're giving. My addiction starts to climb. I go to refresh my timeline 'cause I won't stop tweeting no more, no more. It cannot wait. I'm sure. Just to show where we're at, my tweets go back to December eighth. Mine go back to December nineteenth. <laughs> It's been a minute since we did the segment, but again, holiday shows and all this stuff. And if you're just tuning in and want to be a part of the Royal Rumble contest, all you got to do is say I'm in and we'll, we'll put the, you in the, in the slot and you'll be good and all that fun stuff. But back to Tweet of the Week. Number 30 is taken. It's not taken. I called dibs it's, on it's number not, 30. It's not, it's not taken. It's, not, it's mine. You can't have it. It's, it's, you, you don't get number 30. I don't get number 30, but I thought we talked about this. No. I get number 30. And I Matt, get you dibs. You, there's no dibs on numbers. We okay, we're just establishing, Matt and I. We're establishing dibs on numbers. If you guys want to have those numbers, then you're going to write them down on a piece of paper, look at them, think they're your number, and then when we do the actual contest drawing, you'll be like crossing it out and being, oh, this is the number I have to support. No, no, that's not how this works. We're calling dips. I licked it. It's mine. That's not, that's not how this works. See, now you're claiming a ne- another number. You can't claim multiple numbers. You get one number. Actually, you get, yeah, you get one number twice. He, 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 I mean, he said, but you just said that we can claim a number, so I claim number 30. Done. Mine. I didn't say you can claim a number. <laughs> not how this works. We're changing it. We're making change. We're impacting change in 2023. Are you trying to Vince McMahon change the bylaws? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's not how this works. I can whip my dick out too on this network, right? I can do that. <laughs> it's not how this works. No? Nope. Nope. No. Okay. Well, then I'm just going to read my tweets because you suck. <laughs> anyway. Laura's- like, like number 30 actually wins. It's like 27 or something. Yeah, but I might get Dwayne. <laughs> Maybe. He may be 31, for all we know. Imagine. Anyway, Laura Stahl, let, and this tells you how far back these go. Let the new Twitter CEO be decided via trial by combat, you coward. In reference to Elon Musk putting up the um, CEO ship. Eric Hagman, you now have a better chance of winning the Mega Millions than getting on a Southwest air flight. This is over Christmas. <laughs> Ninja, word of advice. Don't try to get 1 million New Yorkers to dance in the rain on New Year's. Trust me. Look at Bram with actual stats. <laughs> See? Dibs on 30. Anyway. Not how this works. We've been through this. Rohita Kadambi. I hope I said your name right. I, I do apologize if I didn't. Uh, what day of the speaker vote is this? The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift? Okay. Jay Dunna Esquire. I ain't seen the state of Georgia disappoint a bunch of Texas Christians this badly since Joe Biden won Georgia. Wow. Wow. In reference to the um, national championship. Anyway, that's all I have. Roger Sherman. In less than a month, of the Raiders, this is December 8th, less than a month, the Raiders have been beaten by a head coach who was an ESPN analyst six days before the game and a quarterback who was on a different team two days before the game. You would think that would be embarrassing quarterback stats. Oh no, NFL memes. This season, Tom Brady has now lost to Mitch Trubisky, an XFL quarterback, his former backup's backup, and literally the last pick in the draft in the first NFL start. That was December 11th. 
Just so we all know where we're at in this. Just so we all know. <sighs> he still is playing bad. I'll know. Do cows think? Hey, there goes a rich cow when you go moo at them when they drive by. Denise Salcedo. My mom told me that she asked my little brother his thoughts on my TV appearance, and his response was, Why hasn't she asked us for our Christmas list? Bruh. Kids be out here giving zero fucks. True. My wife dropped the laundry basket. She's at, mad at me because I just stood and watched it all unfold. That was a dad joke. That was a bad dad joke. And of memes, many people might not realize this, but Tua Tagalova is Hawaiian for Tim Tebow. Damn. Ouch. Pete Trigger, week 18. So many news and notes. One to pass along. There was a furry convention going on in the Rams team hotel in Seattle this weekend. Just ironic. Case. Very ironic. Seth freaking Rollins. Wait. Number one pick, baby. I love football. Either before or after that, I hate football. Aww, poor Seth. Uh, Vipers, the fuck I gotta do for a boyfriend that's nice to me and good at video games? Triple G, Triple J, relatable. Wish mine was good at video games. Triple J is Triple uh, G's wife, or fiance. Dr. Lupa, holy fuck, at FBI, this tweet right here, good lord. Triple G, of course you saw it too. Well, guess I'm giving up streaming. GG's was a good run, boys. Ammunition. I just want you to know that I have also seen it. Darkness429. I would like to say that I've also seen this tweet. Gentacles. At this point, it's safe to assume everyone you didn't want to see it has seen it. Also, I'm untagging the FBI. I don't want to be on the list. Darkness429. Oh, sweet Jen. We're already on a list. Tweet of the week. All right. So with that, we are going to talk about New Year's Evil, which was this past Tuesday on um the USA's. I was almost going to say the peacock, Peacocks. I'm like, no. No. No, you wouldn't be the that's only, not right. You wouldn't be the only one because there was a point in the commentary during the show where Booker T was hyping up something and claiming this was a premium live event. And then um, Vic Joseph was like, uh, not quite. This is just a show on the USA Network. Oh. And he had an awkward release to continue to talk about more things. But he went, oh, uh, yeah, this is a premium live event. Like, oh, Booker. No, Booker. Just no. Anyway, let's go to New Year's Evil. All right, let's talk all about it. I like was... I like the opening bit that with the Chase U. That was good. I really like what they're doing with Chase U. Like it, I don't know if it has legs or not, but like I I enjoy it mm-hmm. quite a bit because especially with the the chick that they've got in there now, she's brought a lot to that. Uh, Thea. Yeah, like she brings a lot of energy and a lot of like just everything to that that really adds what that's that group needs she's growing and she's been able to grow as a character with them and adding duke has also helped bring a little bit more of an edge and sarcasticness to the group and also um andre has sort of gotten a little bit more aggressive and, uh, and it's worked for them he's grown into doing it like i think he was still sort of like feeling it out for a long time and they didn't really know what they wanted him to do with it and i think he's just been sort of exploring it and yeah he's now coming into his own with it where he's like no this is what i want to do i want to be more aggressive i want to be more sarcastic i just want to be more heelish with it because it's it's one of those things where it's supposed to center around him and it's gone from centering around him to more centering around the people that he's with and he's more managing them than he is wrestling yes which I think that's entirely fine. I'm I'm not against a faction that's managed. I think managers and valets definitely have their place in the business and they're useful. And if that's what he's good at, then let him do the thing. Yeah. I mean, shit. If it works, it works. Don't don't try to fix it. But um, we open the show, I believe, mm-hmm. with the North American Championship on the line. You had the returning Dijak. It was there was no, it was the number one contendership. Or excuse me, it was the number one contendership for the North American Championship. But you had the returning Dijak take on Tony Giangelo with Channing Stax Lorenzo, <laughs> and I 
Before I go into this, I need to be completely honest with everybody. I don't watch NXT regularly anymore. I I honestly stopped watching it. I really wasn't enjoying it. And I didn't want to watch it just for the sake of covering it for the show. That's why we have taken it off the show. Is it something that we don't want to sit here and try to slog through it every week just to cover it? So it's like, you know what? I don't want to watch this anymore. If they do something special, I'll watch it if I'm interested. But otherwise, I'm not going to watch it. So I do not have the same level of familiarity with storylines and what's really going on with NXT as what I would for any other project. So, or excuse me, product, not project. Product. Um, that's so it, that's I can it. only talk about the matches. I can't talk about the storylines. And this one was confusing to me. So Because I'm not sure if somebody turned on somebody else at the end of this or what happened. Because you had stacks handcuffed in the corner. And it looks like he was trying to stop Tony and help Dijak. But I'm not 100% sure. I think he was just trying to help Tony in it. Also, I like, hard, like his nickname is Hard Justice Dijak. Um, I mean, the look. The look, I haven't talked about the look yet. A, a friend of mine and I have been going back and forth about Dijak's new look. Chef's kiss. It's, it's lovely. That, I don't think the character has legs, but the, the kid, look is <laughs> nice. Uh, if he's going to the main roster, he's going to have to drop the black and white look because it's, they already have too many black and white dark gimmicks on the main roster. So this gimmick will have to ever evolve if it's going to be successful on the main roster. That was just my first impression watching it. Um, match was fine. You had Wesley on commentary. The match was what it was. Um, it was, it, Dijak got the win and he's gonna go challenge for the Wesley cause, for the belt because he's been saying for years that he wanted the North American Championship and retribution later, a retribution later, he's now back around and able to go after the title. So it looks like we were gonna see Dijak and Wesley cause that's gonna been the whole build up, but Tony D'Angelo was the one standing away from that happening and so here we are. Here we are. So moving on from there. So it was gonna be the Creed Brothers taking on uh, in this year, but, uh, apparently Veer's hurt. He wasn't there. Um, so, so they had to improvise. They, they improvised a little bit. Um, he, uh, Sangha was going to go two on one until, well, the former world heavyweight champion of WWE, the modern day Maharaja and Tim's best friend, Jinder Mahal showed up and attacked the Kree brothers from behind. Um, well, he said, while well, Veer and Sangha fight for respect, he does not. Can I? respectfully request that Ginger, Ginger Mahal grow his hair back, please. It's probably not going to happen. Probably can't. Um, He has such lovely hair, though. Probably can't at this point. So, we would find out later. We will lead to a match later in the show between Ginger and one of the Creed brothers, but we'll get to that here in a little bit. Yep, so... Exciting stuff that genders on the show. Um, up next, we had Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang taking on Pretty Deadly, Edris. So I, I'll, I'll set. Hold on. It was the, it was supposed to. It was a gauntlet match, right? Well, I was getting to that. But you're going. You you went back. You went in the wrong order because Gallus was the surprise in all that. Okay. Well, just let me do the thing. Go ahead. Don't interrupt. Go ahead. Anyway, the surprise Gallus. There you go. <laughs> Took on Pretty Deadly, Edris, Anafe, Malik Blade, and the Rockers, Jimmy Jackson, and Brian Williams in a number one contenders match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. It was a gauntlet match. Good to see Gallus. I haven't seen them in a minute. Okay, the Rockers. Oh my god, that was fucking fantastic. It was amazing. Like... Them doing Sean and Marty's entrance, Chris Pretty Day is like, you know, we came up, we we have the, we picked out the teams, and boom, they come out with the Rockers. Like, you holy, know, like you do. 
Like, I know it's, it's Sean probably wrote it, or someone wrote it as a rib on Sean just doing the Rockers bit. Oh, that was so good. Um, then New Day came out and was like, hey, we knew you were up to something, so we got these real teams that you gotta actually fight. Um, one of them was supposed to be, um, the, uh, Brooks and Jensen, but they got taken out by Gallus. Gallus was the ones who came in and would end up, I believe, winning the whole thing. Yeah. They won the whole yeah. thing at the yeah. end. Um, which was, which the, makes sense. Which is a smart move because, the end goal is to do Pretty Deadly New Day probably around WrestleMania time so and put the belts back on Pretty Deadly. So the longer you can get to that point is fine. Um, it's good to see. There are there reports Woods is banged up, so getting him involved and just sort of being around NXT is a smart move. And them fighting Pretty Deadly in Gallus and um, the Brooks and Jensen and every, all the other teams will only help Gallus and Pretty Deadly and all the other teams in NXT become something. So... Using them to their advantage is very smart. Very, very smart. So I'm excited to see where this goes. This should be good. Um, so congrats to Gallus. Congrats. The surprise. Because we'll get Gallus and New Day probably, I would assume, Vengeance Day. Probably. Which wouldn't be the worst thing for them. I wouldn't complain. No, I wouldn't complain. So we had a couple things. One, we had the uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams mocking um, Apollo Crews and um, the dude in the mask. I forget the, his, his name. Aoxum? Axiom. Uh, Axiom. That's who it was. Um, they were mocking with the mask and everything, so that's kind of a feud. We're probably going to see Trick and Mello and those two, because I think later in the show, Cruz and Axiom decided to pair up. Mm-hmm. So there was that. And then the New Year's countdown. My ears hurt just from the high pitchedness of her voice. I was in te- incredibly confused when she walked out. For a second, I thought she had no pants on. <laughs> I like, look, no, I'm serious. She walked out, and you could see with the way that they lit it, you could see the corset shape, but her pants were so tight that for a second, it literally, at least to me visually, looked like she had nothing on on her bottom. Like, mm-hmm. she was walking out there in a corset and maybe, like, a thong or something. Like, I didn't know what the hell was going on for a second. Because they were showing, like, stripper poles and everything else in her in her little video for New Year's. So it's like, who the hell knows what she's actually going to come out wearing? Like, she looks super cute. But, like, when she walked out, it's like, oh, 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 God. Oh, no. What are we doing here? You know, and this is coming on the heels of the whole Mandy Rose situation. So it's like, oh, no, they didn't. Please tell me they didn't. Please tell me they're not going to do what I think they're going to do. And see, they didn't. See, when you mentioned it to me, like, her outfit, I was like, what am I I'm going to see? Because I watched it today. Mm-hmm. It was She was more covered up than I thought, she, based on your comments originally. Well, that's why I said it's like, it, originally it looked like she didn't have any pants on. She did, but they were so tight that when she did the entrance and the way that they shot it, it looked like she didn't have anything on. Yeah. But oh my God, her high pitched voice. Oh my God, my ears hurt. Yeah, I could do without that. Oh my God, such high pitches. So every, basically, was, no one can match her body, her skill, her style, etc. She's the center of the WWE universe. That's, or the NXT universe. That's what, what, you know, she's done more in nine months than a lot of people have, even though she was gone for five months. That was the basis of her promo. But the high pitchness, oh my god. It's, just, it's ear hurting. That's that's the best way to push it. Put it. It's ear hurting. It is. Not Vicky Guerrero ear hurting, though. But close. Close. Because she can at least turn it down a little bit. Vicky, on the other hand, ugh. That's just, that's nails on chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Let's talk about the NXT title match. All right. We had Braun Breaker taking on Grayson Waller. So this was all about the turnbuckle. 
<laughs> and the rope not staying on. It was okay. The match was fine. I under I it's okay. Props to WWE for pulling off that spot because that has to be timed perfectly and without anyone seeing them probably, you know, rig it because that's a tricky spot to put together mm-hmm. with the rope just popping out and popping out at the right time because if it failed or went early, could have hurt some talent involved. And the fact that they pulled it off twice in the match, WWE's props department and ring crew deserve a, uh, a big round of applause. I do like, like on commentary, they're like, well, it's been double reinforced. This was after the match. It's been double reinforced now with extra extra bolts to keep it secure. It's like, oh, they tried to cover for it. Because that's the spot you do at the end of the night. And I know why they did it. Because they wanted to end with a, an actual you know, finish to a match. That wasn't a countout. Because this one ended in a countout when the turnbuckle exploded for the second time. And Grayson got counted out. But, ugh. They tried something here. And then as we learned at the end of the show, they're going to be in a steel cage at Vengeance Day. It'll be, it'll be an interesting time. Like, I appreciate that they tried a thing. So, I do. I appreciate that they tried a thing. I don't know if it entirely worked. I don't know if it worked, but they tried. They were trying to be very creative, They especially because they were doing a second match, which I think surprises a bunch of people, including myself, where, okay, I figured, okay, they're going to get through Grayson Waller and go right to Carmelo. At Vengeance Day, on the road, big show, you would do Breaker um, Hayes, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact they're doing Breaker Waller at Vengeance Day means they're going to say most likely saving Hayes and Breaker for WrestleMania weekend. Which is a smart move, but you also figure it out. I think that kind of stops the idea of Braun Breaker probably moving up to the main roster until after WrestleMania. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, it's just it's just seeing where things are going with the brand. So up next we have Charlie Dempsey taking on Hank Walker with Drew Gulak. So Gulak has taken Hank Walker under his wing and is training him up a little bit, trying to make I him mean, make him into a, a to a guy. He's, he's he, Drew Gulak one has been entertaining doing his schooling stuff down in the next league. It's been very highly entertaining. We love Coach Gulak. We do. And then there's Charlie Dempsey, who was Regal's kid, by the way. If anyone couldn't tell. I mean, okay, can we just can we just talk for a minute about the um the the similarities between Pete Dunn and uh, Charlie Dempsey? Can can we just discuss that? I mean, because I'm not saying that they could be related, but if WWE ever wanted to go for the bastard son storyline, they could do it. They could totally 100 percent pull it off because pete looks like one of regal's kids he does. i'm still not entirely sure he's not he could be but he could be we don't know no accusations but if wwe and i kind of want them to because they actually i think caught on at one point to like everybody saying that pete dunn looked like william regal and they kind of like alluded to it but they never actually did it yeah by the way booker called dempsey a hooker in this, in this match because he hooks holds he's a hooker oh booker poor booker he tried a thing it didn't work he's but a, he tried he's a, a thing he's a hooker <sighs> anyway charlie dempsey got the win i don't know how i feel about the gulak um stuff with hank walker it's a little weird but i like drew so i'm here for it and also charlie dempsey's gonna be something he has that ability to be something good he just has like, to work it all out. They got to work on the character a little bit, but yeah, he's he is ridiculously talented. Yeah. So up next we have Jinder Mahal 
with Sangha taking on Julius Cree. Little bit, it was a fine match. Jinder got the win. Booker's all up on the Maharaja. Um, yeah, it's going to further the storyline. I would have liked to see Julius get the win, but we'll eventually get there. In a promo backstage, Ivy was very concerned about them getting in. They, she basically wants them, the, the Creeds, to get away from in this year. That's been her whole motive the entire time. They're not listening. <laughs> and what keeps happening? They keep getting beaten up. <laughs> so maybe, maybe they should listen to her. Just, just, just a thought. Just a thought. Just a little bit of a thought there. You may want to listen to her. But here we are. So Ginger got the win. It's fine. I mean, I I, I I shouldn't say I approve, but I definitely appreciate them using gender and giving him a platform instead of just having him sitting backstage doing nothing. Because you do have these guys and girls that are in WWE that maybe can't get on Raw or SmackDown, but you have NXT. And this is a really good way to fill a spot because Veer is injured. So you have Jinder Mahal come in to work with Sangha to help Sangha. Yeah. And you bring Drew down. He's Drew is a great teacher, like fantastic teacher. So him being involved in the product behind the scenes and on screen can only mm-hmm. further the brand. And that's what happens with the New Day. New Day helps with the tag teams. Like you have all this knowledge and all this talent and all this experience, and really what the developmental system should be is not just that you have the trainers teaching the next generation of superstars, but you pass the knowledge and the experience from one generation to the next. It's always been present in professional wrestling is that the, the older generation is supposed to help the younger generation learn. And then in turn, when the younger generation becomes the older generation, they pass that knowledge on. So you have, they're doing the right thing and having people go down to NXT and work with the NXT talent because you can tell by having experienced wrestlers go down and work with those talents where people are in terms of their development and how quickly they may or may not be going to the main roster based on them bringing in talent to work with people. It's like pretty deadly. Pretty deadly they don't need to do a lot with. They were in UK for a long-ass time. They've brought them over to the US. They're kind of sort of putting the final polish on pretty deadly, and I would expect them to go up to the main roster very, very soon. Maybe. Just based on... Maybe, but I would expect it probably this year at some point because you've brought in the new day to work with them. But you also needed to bring in the new day to work with them because they ha- they didn't have anybody else. No. So what do you do? Just have them do nothing or do skits backstage? Like that's fine, but give them competition. Give somebody that they can go against so they can keep their skills up and show their stuff. You know, same thing. Like I said, with gender, you're having him work with those younger people who Julius Creed is very talented, but he needs work. I think Sangha as well, so you can have gender with his experience and his knowledge go in there and help them. Yeah. Like, and they can they can impact the talent or not just that they're working with as well, but everybody. That is very true. So. We gotta talk about something. Hmm. Let's talk about Stevie Turner. Okay. The the, the, the Twitch streamer video <laughs> gimmick. Oh, that's so that was so cheesy. It, you, I watched it. Wait, they have no idea what a streamer is. Oh God, that was just something. Oh my God. They tried a thing. I, I want to see. I want to see where it goes. I really do. But God, just knowing how, knowing streaming and like how they're, they're promoting it, it's like, oh God, this is how they see, this is how somebody sees streaming. And they have no idea what it's all about, but they only hear the terms and 
hey, you have a computer and a webcam, and this is what you do. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. But props to Stu- Stevie Turner. She she played it perfectly. Like, whatever they gave her, she did it well. I'm actually interested in this gimmick. I want to see how it evolves into something and, what like, how it transforms. Mm-hmm. Because she's coming over from the UK and it's like, I like how the, this is what I was and now this is who I am and yeah, whatever. Like, I want to see the evolution of it because it's going to be, I want to see how much they know and their knowledge of streaming. It goes into the character and how much movement we from it we see. And maybe won't see any movement because you, when streamers dance, they don't see any movement. Anyway, Battle Royale time. I mean, Ninja would know. Ninja would know. Alright, you have your 20-woman battle royal to determine the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship at NXT Vengeance Day. So, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, Ivy Nile, Tatum Paxley, Alba Fire, Danny Palmer, Valentina Faraz, Cora Jade, Zoe Stark, Kiana James, Electra Lopez, Lash Legend, Amari Miller, Soy Ruka, Wendy Cho, Indy Hartwell, Fallon Henley, Nikita Lyons, Lyra Valkyrie, and Thea Hall all contended for the spot. Okay, Solo Roka just now went to the WWE main roster and going, top the fuck out of that. Mm-hmm. The handstand walk around the ring, <laughs> she's like, y'all gotta catch up and you wanna catch me? I'm here. This is a battle royal and I did this. Handstand walking, y'all gotta, if you wanna do the escape the ring thing, that's the one for the year already. She's already dropped it. Kofi's now got, both the men and the women gotta top that one at the, in three weeks. Not to mention her finisher, but I'm just saying for Royal Rumble pers- purposes, right there, yeah, she just topped everybody. Also, Cora Jade being the first one out and then being eliminated a second time. <laughs> and then uh, she tried to get a third one in there, too. Oh, poor Cora. Poor, poor Cora. She tried. She tried. Um, this was a good season Battle Royal. Um, Alba Fire continued her, her stuff with uh, Soul Roker because they're going to have a match next week because they have a little promo backstage setting that up. Um... But it came down to Toxic Attraction, Gigi and JC. And they're like, oh, what are we going to do? Because they teased like, earlier, like, we're just, the winners of the match will be Toxic Attraction. And, well, they're like, well, then we had the Bella spot where, ha, 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 we we're, we're going to do it together. Nope. Um, She came in. Gigi uh, got super kicked by JC. They started battling a little bit. Then they both knocked each other off. They both fell at the exact same time. Referees awarded one to one. One to JC, one to Gigi, and then the winner of the match, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, they will now fight for the NXT Women's Championship at Vengeance Day against Roxanne Perez, who came out, did the whole stare down, and all that fun stuff. I mean, I will give credit where credit due is due. They are not dropping tro- toxic attraction. They are at least trying to do a thing with them. So let's see where this goes. They're they're going to pump the instead of you know going wayside they're like nope we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do the thing we're gonna push them even further and that's kind of what you want um you want to see where they go and i think telling the story and being this might be their swan song in nxt because they're talk about talents ready they're main roster ready yeah it's just they're not it's getting them there it's getting them there. It's unless they're the challengers for Mania, which I don't think they're going to be. You save them for after WrestleMania and then put them against whoever your tag team champions are. They're, they should be the summer feud because they are a ready-made team. They're an established act, and that's it. Yeah, and you need tag teams on the main roster. So, like they've done all they can do in NXT and at this point with the loss of Mandy Rose. I I don't. This is going to sound very mean. And I don't mean it to be mean, but honestly, I do not see a point of trying to rebuild them in NXT without Mandy. 
I would just send them up to the main roster and let them start a new yeah, on the main roster. Yeah, dude, honestly, we're, we're, truthfully, we're just finishing out the time. Yeah, so get them up and get them going, and and let's see what they can do. Because at this point on their way out, they're going to elevate Roxanne because she will now beat Toxic Attraction on their way out. Because they're not, they, there's no point of them fighting the Casey's again for the, the tag team titles. It's finish the, take them off TV after Vengeance Day. Let them rest up. Get them ready for WrestleMania weekend or the night after or whatever and you know prepare vignettes and i would tease them for a few weeks and then boom debut them coming out right after wrestlemania and make them a force mm-hmm. agreed but that was nxt new year's evil a solid show um but you had some concerns like i said like i mentioned dijack concerns me a little bit on this one um and that was the main concern of it it's like kind of give everything else but dijack's gonna be my concern going forward his character needs to evolve. That's about it. Okay. All right. So with that, I think we're done. Yeah, we're, we're, we're done now. So you have plugs, so plug away. So as mentioned, the Royal Rumble Entry Contest is now available. So if you want in, just say, I'm in. I want number 30. That's not... <laughs> Being entered into the contest and picking your own number are two different things. Dibs! Casey, we're calling numbers! What number do you want? <laughs> we will be making the drawing of Russell Talk Radio <laughs> on January 22nd. Tune in for that. Uh-huh. Saturday night, 11.30pm Eastern. It's another edition of your only excuse be home on a Saturday night. Only an hour earlier, CB Radio. Before that, will be Fortnite with Friends. Time to be determined. CBRadioLive.com. Sunday night. It's WTR Sunday night. Prestle Talk Radio. 10 p.m. Eastern. Monday night. It's a Raw Post Show. 11 p.m. Eastern. We will be back next Thursday night. 10 p.m. Eastern. For another edition of Rack. With officially listed in our show notes as something. We'll figure it out. We'll figure at this. It might rate, be me screaming about Genshin. At this rate, they're gonna throw something into our lap. Something. Yeah. We'll we're gonna figure that part out as as we go because there's a lot happening. So there's that. You can tweet us at Rock Radio Show. You can Facebook us, Instagram, all the fun stuff. Wherever you get your podcast, just search the Rock Radio Show. It's Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast. Again, just search the Rack Radio Show. It's at Wild Talk Radio on Twitter. It's Facebook.com. It's Wild Talk Radio Network. If you have that Amazon Prime, link it to your Twitch account. It's called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking the purple rectangular button below the screen. You can use creator code Rocketsock or Lynn's M. Ward in the Fortnite item shop or Epic Game Store because apparently there's rolls on Tuesday, which she'll tell you about here in a second. Why? Because we are hashtag Epic Partners. That's right. So. I will be streaming Genshin. It's coming 3.4 drops on Tuesday, everybody. And yes, the Dendro father is coming, Mr. Al Haytham. He will be here. We will be rolling for him. There will be money spent, tears shed, screaming, gnashing of teeth, the whole nine. But we will be rolling for Al Haytham because he's just fucking pretty. Um... 
So tune in for that. That'll be Tuesday evening, but I will be streaming live over on twitch.tv slash linsward um, on Saturday and probably Sunday and Tuesday going forward. Um, and we'll have new super requests and all the other things because we have a brand new Genshin update. You can also check me out on YouTube, linsward.rackradioshow.com or youtube.com slash at symbol linsward. I have my Al Haytham trailer review up. Please go watch it if you like. And you can follow me on Twitter at linsward as well. And if you're on YouTube, you can check out mbgfilmsyoutube.com slash mbg1211, our very fine sponsor, Matt, because he is awesome. So, for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to Rock right here on wildtalkradio.com, and we will see you Saturday for Fortnite with Friends. So, till then, bye! WildTalkRadio.com